Okay, Sean, jumping on here real quick. Before we get to the episode, huge favor to ask, would you consider please leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast? It would be amazing. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Now let's get to the episode. Jody, what is going on? We have a different feel to the podcast today. We're talking about coronavirus. Corona. I have a lot to say about corona, but I won't. Okay? Well, that's good, Jody. I mean, because I don't want to make any more enemies. You have enemies, Jody. I think you pick up at least three or four a day. <laughs> I do love it, but at the same time, it's exhausting to have so many enemies. So I'm just gonna just not say anything because I'm a huge conspiracy theorist, even though. Um, Conspiracy theories really aren't theories. They're facts to oh, me. No, a conspiracy the theory community. is not necessarily a fact. It is a, They are facts. The things that I know are facts. And I have a lot to say, but I'm just not going to say it. I'd rather you didn't, Jody, because, you know, we're going we're gonna to bring on a, a friend of ours, a local restaurant owner. Right, because we do. We, I mean, since we own, we've owned a small business and we're, you know, have a ton of friends that have small businesses, we kind of know what type of impact... You know, this is making. The one thing I did right, Jody, was say, Jody, we got to move to Florida and get out of this gym. We I know. love our clients. We love the gym. It was amazing. It was an awesome experience. I mean, honestly, probably the best seven, eight, whatever, eight years of our life. But now I'm thinking, like, what if we had, the, it would just have been awful. Well, it's just, it, the, the unknown is you have all the leaders, and this isn't about political, it's not, nothing about politics. It's just the facts that this people that are leading us don't even know what they're really even doing. You know what I mean? And so they're just basically saying, okay, well, we're going to do, uh, if you're a gym, you can't open yet. Oh, if you're a restaurant, you, you can have 10 people in your restaurant, uh, but I can seat 100. Sorry, that's the rules. You can, you yeah. know, it's, it's just so much unknown of, obviously the kids didn't have school the last three months of the year. Our son didn't get to finish kindergarten. It was sad. It, it was super sad. And you know what? And, and, the economy and, and watching small businesses struggle and knowing how we probably would have struggled big time um, and still struggling because they're still closed up oh. there. Down here, we're a little bit more open, but at the same time, we, you know, I would have, I don't know what we would have done. I mean, we would have probably transitioned to online very much you know, much, quicker. much sooner and much bigger. Quicker. Uh, I mean, but. we understand. I mean, my sister works in healthcare, so we understand. It's obviously better to be safe than sorry, but, you know, I think almost... Not, you know, again, not to get political, but it's almost like at this time, it's, it seems... <laughs> if you say political enough, you're totally political. I'm very political. But I mean, at this point, it, it seems that, you know, it's time to open things back up, you know, in unless, you know, if you're in New York City, obviously, I can see you want to be slow. I think if you're in these cities and these in these uh, states that where it's not, a, it's not a prevalent coronavirus isn't everywhere, I think it's time, you know, to open up. They don't shut down everything when there's the flu. You know, our son gets sick every single month. And, you know, we still... Except for the last two months. Except for the last two months we've been, been home. A bubble. But, but I'm I'm very much on both sides because I'm a lunatic. I don't like germs. I don't like to be around people. I don't want people touching me. I don't want to touch things that people have touched. So I'm like, lock it up. I don't care. But at the same time, everybody that's struggling and can't, you know, make a living and, and your money's running out, I mean, you need to work. So, you know, and also you need to have a life. You can't just be stuck because there's a lot of, you know, mental health issues and everything else that goes into it. So, oh, yeah. So, yep, absolutely. No, I mean, there's just so much, not just the coronavirus. Right, so, and we can talk about it all day, and I don't really want to do that. Not a good... Because then good, I'll get into the the theories. And sh- we and don't want to get into the theories <laughs> on this show. We can have that private conversation, Jody. If you want to have that with Jody off air, give send her a message. She will gladly talk to you all day long. Yeah, and you can send me all the videos because I love them. 
I think you've seen them all, Jody. Oh, yeah. All right, let's bring on our guest, Chris Johnson. He is the owner of Canopy Road Cafe, the Tampa location. We're going to talk to Chris kind of about what he's been doing uh, since he's reopened the restaurant. Uh, Chris, what's going on, man? Hey, how we doing, guys? Hey, Chris. Now, Chris is also our first guest to ever be on the show twice, Jody. Isn't that exciting? It is exciting. Chris, how do you feel? You must be pumped. Uh, you know, I like, I like to be the first. I like to be the first. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's it's amazing that you've 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 been on. You know, since you know last time, I think you just opened the restaurant. Am I right on that? I think we were open for a little bit. I mean, we just celebrated our first our one year anniversary at this location in quarantine. Wow, oh. sounds like fun, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure you could have thought of an, a way more exciting way to celebrate that one year anniversary. Yeah, it was a party of one. <laughs> so, well, well, Chris, kind of tell us, you know, so obviously what, this is what I want to know is, okay, you get the call for, the, or it goes down, the mandate goes down, you got to shut the restaurant down. Like, what, what is going, I mean, this is a small business for you. Like, what is, what is going through your mind at that point? Well, I mean, it wasn't just like a switch that was turned. You kind of, I saw where it was going because I was watching the daily briefings with the governor and then with our mayor just to kind of gauge the situation i was like i kind of had the inclination they were going to shut us down i was praying for at least to go or take out and delivery so we can keep some kind of revenue going so we can keep some kind of employees on the payroll uh it was tough to furlough staff that was probably the, the worst part of it all um and then the whole florida unemployment debacle that that made it even worse because i know they're not working and they're also not getting unemployment uh it was it was just the whole thing was a mess. Oh, but you yeah. have to, you have to adapt and overcome. Absolutely, that's, that's what you have to do. Well, absolutely. I mean, obviously, that's you know, it, you know, it's funny because I was listening to the governor talking about how you go if you if you're you have a Chevrolet and then all of a sudden you have to be a Lamborghini. You know, that's kind of the with the server with the whole unemployment thing. But I mean, it that was across the country, so that was there's no way they could ever have thought that it would be like this. Obviously, if there was a way to just send the money, I'm sure they would have. But uh, it never works the, quite that way. Um, yeah, you're talking that volume going from you know a couple thousand to a million. You know. It's, Nothing's really set up and equipped to handle all that. No, absolutely. Well, I mean, hopefully, you know, most of your. St- I mean, I know. So at this point, so you now we have we're in Florida. So we got the we got the the call of well two or three weeks ago where you can go to twenty five percent. So now, how did you go about getting ready? Obviously, you're going to bring back. You want to have customers come in the restaurant. You were doing to go. I know you were doing to goes for a while. And well, let me ask you, how did it go with to goes? How how was that for your restaurant? We already have a pretty decent to go following. So that obviously that ramped up. It did not compensate for the lack of customers coming in, but it was something. You know, I went from having like three servers and a host and three cooks and a dishwasher every day to having one cook and one server taking the phone calls. Yep. So, I mean, well, that was tough. Uh, and I'm, I'm a handshaker, hugger kind of guy, and all I'm seeing is Uber drivers. So it was, it was, it was very strange to be standing in an empty restaurant all day to sit yeah, You probably don't want to hug an Uber driver, just saying. Um, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> but, a mask on. Yeah, so so real quick, so what is what is your restaurant? So let's go, I would love to you tell tell us a little bit about Canopy Road. Oh, we're a breakfast lunch that started in Tallahassee. You got four locations up there, branched out to Tampa and Jacksonville last year. And uh, And they entrusted to- they entrusted you with one location so far. Yeah, and the funny thing is the week before uh, this all happened, you know, we were crossing the T's and dotting the I's on the second Tampa location, and we kind of pulled back the reins on that when the bomb dropped, uh, yep. the corona bomb, I guess, 
But uh, so now, you know, everything's kind of in limbo right now. The fear is like, what if they shut us down again and I sign a contract now? You know, you you really now you just kind of got to play everything by ear for a little bit. Yep. But uh, yeah, they entrusted me. I'm a good guy. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, and so now, well, let's ask this question. So now you, now you get the call, you can open up to 25%. So what did, what did you do with your staff to get prepared to have obviously customers come on in, you know, come into the restaurant, they want to feel safe. You want to make sure they are safe. Uh, you know, tell us a little about that, you know, that, and that goes for anybody going to any restaurants. Like what, what are the precautions that you're taking? Yeah. Like the, take, for example, a lunatic like I am who wants to go in, feel safe, not be looking over a shoulder to see if who's you know, next door and, and stuff like that. How is somebody like me going to walk in and feel safe and feel comfortable and also your staff feel comfortable that I'm there? Yeah. So first and foremost, you know, safety, safety first, that goes with just about anything, especially if you have, when you have children, safety first is really safety first. But uh, yeah, so we wanted to follow all the guidelines handed down to us by the governor. Um, so that my partners and I got together, we came up with this whole procedure plan and then we had a staff meeting right before we opened up at 25%. Uh, went over everything with everybody. Um, we definitely didn't want the customers to feel uncomfortable. We we knew it wasn't going to be the doors busting down the first day. I mean, when you tell people restaurants are open, but only at 25%, that's not really a reassuring right. thing. you know. So anybody that's on the fence about going out is not going to go out with a 25% capacity load. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I really... We're kind of like a seat yourself restaurant, at least during the weekdays. Um, so we, I took some of my tables up front and I put them into the breezeway outside the front door. That way, people couldn't just walk in because some people care, some people could care less. Right. But I mean, you have to be mindful of everyone in the way that everyone feels sure. uh, running the establishment. So I kind of nicked that, moved some tables out front. I marked off every other booth. So people couldn't, even though my booths are, I mean, you guys have been in, they're rather large booths, but if you're sitting back to back with someone in the booth behind you, you're not, you're within six feet of each other. Right. So yeah. technically, right. You know, it's like those, those, those booths go up pretty darn high, actually. I know, right? Yeah, they, they, they do go high and they're very wide horse shaped booths. Uh, very, I mean, you can stick six people comfortable in our booths. But, um, so we did that and it worked well. And like I said, it wasn't, it was kind of slow going the first week. The second week, you started to get a little more traffic. I mean, our numbers were going up from the to-go only, which we were still pretty heavy on to-goes. Uh, but the breezeway became a hit. I mean, now I got to buy new tables to put out there because when I bring those back inside, people are going to be like, where right. the hell did my tables right. go outside? They want to stay outside. Yeah, because you, table- yeah. yeah, you have tables out. So you put tables out front. You already have tables out back. Yeah, I do have the back patio as well. Um, but the front patio... It's under that breezeway, so people kind of like it. I put some uh, potted plants out there, kind of make it a little homey feeling, giving it a little aesthetic appeal. Um, yeah, like people have really been digging it, sitting out there, you know, before it gets 95 degrees outside anyway. True. Um, well, let me ask you this. I know that you, you you're obviously any restaurant or bar that is open later than, you know, you're just, you know, breakfast and lunch place. Um, let's just say, I know you don't serve alcohol, but you have those, you have about, what, 12 or 13 seats um, you know, where you can, okay, I know if you can watch TV, eat, eat, eat on your own. Oh, the bar seating, yeah. yeah so the so, bar seating was nicked. That was part of the protocols handed down to us. So I had to take all my bar stools away, uh, which that's where a lot of our regulars, you know, some of our single people, like, you know, party of ones or some couples that are just like, I'm a bar person. When I go into, 
drinking establishment. If it's just me and my wife, you know, I like to sit at the bar. Right. Um, we have the kids, we'll go sit at a table. But we had to mix all that, which is weird. It, it creates the distance because our bar is rather long. Yeah. Um, between where our staff is with the computers and uh, where all the rest of the tables are. So that that's strange. They still haven't let us put the, implement that back yet. We do have people coming in. Oh, can I sit at the bar? We got bar stools. Yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're cool with standing, absolutely. Yeah. So now you're at 50%. So does the six feet rule still apply if you can start getting more people in there? Or is it just you can have 50% in there? Yeah, so I, I kept the tables the same way I did with the 25%. Because it goes by your, your business license capacity. Like, I'm allowed 90 seats in my restaurant. Me, okay. personally, when I dine out, I hate going in somewhere where they have people sitting on top of people. So ours was not designed like that. I have 67 seats that you can actually sit in. Right. Um. So when I chopped those up, you know, we went down, like now I think we could do 40 people, but in those large six person capacity booths, you know, a lot of times two people will sit at it. So more of a head count thing, but everybody is still spaced out six feet outside. The tables are all maybe a little more than the inside tables, a little more than six feet. Same with outside. Um, So now it's like, you know, on a Wednesday when, you know, you get a nice, steady flow all day now you're on a wait because people are coming in for lunch and it looks like there's tables that they could sit at but they're marked off so why can't we sit there you know like well we're still abiding by the whole 50 percent capacity thing for your safety and ours um we do have our staff wearing masks uh bought everybody masks and everybody lost them so to buy everybody more but yeah i mean (laughs) it's strange everybody looks like uh they're robbing banks in the restaurant I mean, the, the customers very seldom will come in with one. The Uber drivers do. I think it's mandatory for them to wear masks through their company. Right. Yep. Um, but a lot of customers, you won't see it. I mean, how are you going to sit down and eat with a mask on your face anyway? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. I mean, what, what good is it to wear one in when you're going to take it off? I mean, but for the staff, yes. I mean, as long as everyone else is doing it and we're supposed to be doing it, we're going to be doing it. Yeah, I saw like that same restaurant, that brewery I was talking about in Rhode Island before we got on the uh, call. Um, they, If you're at your table, you don't have to wear your mask. But if you were going up to go to the bathroom, you had to put a mask on. Like if you were a customer, a customer. Which is so strange because now your hands have touched your mask and taken it off, put it on. Like, doesn't that even defeat the purpose? Like, there's just so many, like, unknowns, like, like we were like, talking about. Like, to me, it's, it's just like, you know, just don't touch your face. Try to, you know, try to be away from people, you know, try not to be up in all their business. And then, you know, wash your hands and keep it sanitized and I think keep it moving. Yeah. And you hear such back and forth information about yep. the mask. Like, oh, they work or oh, they don't work. I think at this point, it's more of a level of comfort for sure. people just to see that you care that you're wearing a mask. Um, some are definitely harder to breathe in than others. I mean, I got one of those N45s or 95s. Or N95 from China. Man, from I, China. I can't, China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they come pre-laced. I, uh, I I can't breathe in those dang things. I had to get my annual physical today, and you had to wear a mask in there. And I brought that with me. I was like, Gee, and it doesn't have a filter. It's one of the ones that's it's really thick, but it doesn't have a filter. And my blood pressure when I went in was high. And she's like, well, take your mask off and I'll come back in five minutes to take your blood pressure. And then she came back and my blood pressure was fine. Yeah, I can't breathe in this damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, so now you're having health problems because you got to wear the damn mask. So, uh, you know. Don't get me started. Do not get me started. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, will go down that rabbit hole with you, Dirty. <laughs> let's nah, do it. Well, let's not do that. Um, well, so, I mean, it, so it must, obviously, what you're saying is, I mean, as a, as a restaurant owner, as a business owner, it, it's just extremely stressful. So I think, you know, one thing we can say, I know, 
you're not going to say it, but I'm going to say it for you, is that, you know, customers, you know, or, or anybody, general public, when you're going out to these restaurants, really, really understand that it is stressful for the businesses to reopen under these guidelines, trying to follow them, trying to do the right thing. You know, I think, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you obviously must be a little bit more stressed. It is a little, you know, what I have noticed is that uh, you start noticing everybody's eyes, you know, like, because that's the only part of their face you see. Like, oh, I didn't know you had green eyes. Uh, you've been working with you for a year. I never knew that. Uh, it's strange. You can't tell if someone's smiling or they're not. You know, like it's 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 and the whole thing's kind of awkward. But it is. I mean, it's a, it's a safety thing. It's a level of comfort thing right now. You know, I feel like once they bump us up to a hundred percent, whenever that may be, I mean, it went from twenty-five to fifty rather quickly. So yeah. I'm hoping maybe a few more weeks, and it all depends on the. The numbers and the, the data that's out there. That the data, man. It's all about the data. And we've definitely seen restaurants, like we've driven by restaurants that are just near not... Our, near our house, Chris, that you used to deal we're, with? We're not seeing that distance at all. And it's not just just one. We've seen many of them. Or yes. many of them have live music and people are dancing together and, and stuff like that. So what are... You know, what if you don't follow these rules? What happens? You know, do, do you, you know, get a fine? Yeah, are you afraid? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. I'm not scared because we are abiding by. Like I said, they're guidelines. I don't know if they're necessarily laws, but right. I mean, we're going to do what we're supposed to be doing to keep you know a level of comfort with our staff and customers. I have myself as well been to places and seen, you know, the not so social distancing and. I get it. People have been locked up for a while and they kind of just want to get back to the way things are. I hate the term new normal. It's just one of the cringy phrases right. that I hear. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, it's, no, it's not, it's not normal. It's not a new no, normal. It's, it's not, not, it's not like normal yeah, 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 exactly. Well, it's I like, mean, uh, like even for like my, my brother, he texted me, he texted me like a month ago. He's like, he's like, he has like a six or seven year old daughter, our niece. And she was over at her friend's house. And he's like, I was yelling at my daughter cause she was playing with her friends. He goes, I felt like such, she looked at me like I was a, like a jerk. And she, and he's like, I felt like a bigger jerk for yelling at her. You know what I mean? Cause it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing too. I mean, we're, we, we, we live in a family community, you know, everybody, it's, it's all families in this community. And on our block, we have, three families that my kids hang out with and my wife and I hang out with the, uh, the parents and stuff, you know, we all kind of mesh together friendships, whatever. And we would, you know, a couple of days a week, hang out playing cornhole in the afternoon or whatever, you know, just old man sports, you know? Uh, hey, thanks for the invite, man. Halted. It, it halted for a while. And then it's kind of, you know, then we would be in our driveway and they, we call them, they'd hang out in their driveway and we kind of talk across the street to each other. And then it slowly, you know, since we're all quarantined together, you know, like, okay, it's been a month. We'll come over and we'll hang out we'll, in the same driveway, you know, but we'll keep our distance. But then you have the neighbors walking the dogs, kind of giving you the look, you know, <laughs> you're actually walking that around. Was, Jody was in your neighborhood? <laughs> Jody was walking her dog and looking at you like, what the hell <laughs> are these the people doing? On my block. Well, I think, I think too, it's been a little stressful for us because I do have my mom here and she has, you know, lung issues. And then our son who gets extremely ill, even with a simple virus, even with a simple cold, he has to be on a breathing machine and everything. So at the beginning, it scared me to death because now I have these two people in my house that are extremely compromised. And oh, yeah, I totally can understand Yeah. That. And you see your 
you know, neighbors just not caring. And then you're looking at your six-year-old saying you can't go out there. And so now I think within the last couple of days, we're like, he also needs to be around, you know, other children. He needs to be around other germs. He needs to get his immune system back exactly. up. Exactly. Mentally and physically. Yes. I mean, you do, you do need to touch germs. You know, yeah. you, you got to keep your immune system up. Like we all take a multivitamin in our house. The kids do their little Flintstone gummies and, you know, Jesse and I take, our little whatever multivitamin thing. Um, but then I start, I start digging into, I start listening to podcasts of like, uh, this lady I follow, uh, Rhonda, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. And she talks a lot about supplements and biochem and stuff. And you feel super smart while you're listening to it. And when the episode is done, you forgot everything. But, uh, <laughs> but even just being outside and, and, you know, a lot of things go into, you know, keeping yourself, keeping yourself healthy. And I well, think... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I catch myself doing a lot of things differently now, too. Uh, like, uh, we went to Clearwater last week and uh, stayed at a place on the water there just for the night with the girls. And, yeah, I mean, they, they're doing all their things, too. Everybody's wearing masks and social distancing and all that. Uh, but it's like when you go to push the elevator button, you're using, like, your knuckle yes. instead of your fingertip. And, you know, when you're opening a door, you're using your forearm instead of your hand. Uh, it, it's like you're creating new habits for yourself. Right. But uh, uh, we bring wipes this, everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely wipes Trust everywhere. Trust me, Chris, I had, I had to put a code in. I had to put a code into this. All over the place. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. But at the same time, you know, we all have to get back to some, some sort of, you know, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I think I wake up every day and I'm like, is Corona still here? You know, it's just so weird to even think that this is even happening. Well, well, the thing is, yeah. at the beginning, it was scary because you're like, oh, my God, like right. this is this and is very serious. Know you know, and all the numbers were crazy. New York City was destroyed. You know what I mean? So it was like, OK, this is scary, you know, obviously. And, you know, we had those issues with, our, you know, the, our mother-in-law and my mother-in-law and, and our son. So we're like, you know, we're going to. And then honestly, like our all our neighbors' kids, they were all still out like playing. So it was like, it was tough for our son, you know? And so, but now it's like, it's, it's turned okay. into, okay, we're going to, you know, we're just going to flatten the curve to now it's like, if we don't find a cure, no one's going anywhere. Exactly. And so, so we did our job and, and the hospitals are not bombarded. And this is where you're like, okay, this is why people want to get back to normal. Cause we know we did, we did our job, you know? Well, I think at this point people are educating themselves, you know, and we're all, we're all really researching. We're all trying to look. And again, this isn't, this isn't about, you know, being selfish or anything like that. We, we at some point you have to get back to real life, you know, and yeah. again, you know, and that's. People have to work and businesses have to open and it's just what has to happen. Like for our, for our, for our mental, for our economy, uh, you know, you don't want to rush things. Like, I feel like we're doing a good job implementing these step-by-step procedures instead of just flipping the switch and say, okay, guys, go and cross your fingers, you know, but there is, it, it, it doesn't change things with the people that are, that are elderly or immune of compromised. Course. I mean, it's still, if it's still out there, there's still a chance they can get it. Uh, that's why, I mean, I like that they're doing all these antibody tests and everything. Now they kind of start briefing up that data, you know, kind of see how prevalent it already has been versus where it is now. Right. Um, and, so. it's, and it's not a, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, you're not wearing your mask. You don't, don't care about these people. Are you not? But that's, a, that's the thing. How can we care about, you know, one side of it where there's a group of people that could, you know, potentially die from this and then not care about the people that are losing their businesses. Like you have to care about everybody and, and yeah, no matter tough. who you talk to, it's like, well, you don't care about them. You don't care about them. You know, I think there's so much pressure on all of us to yes. just, who do you care about most? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean. exactly. 
And you don't want to sound selfish, especially as a business owner. Like, well, I, I need money. I need my employees to make money, you know, but at the same time, it's like, how bad is this thing? What's like, what's going on? You know, we don't want to rush it. One of my partners is on the fence with us even opening at all inside when they went to 25%. But, you know, so that was a discussion we had to have as well. Like, are people going to shun us because we want to open? Is sure. everybody opening? Like, you know, there was a lot of unknowns. So you're kind of tippy-toeing, you know, you're sticking your toe in the water instead of doing the cannonball. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's hard to please everybody. Some people, you know, guys, you guys read the comment sections on all this stuff and oh, on yeah. social media. Like half the people are like, oh, my God, close the state, close the borders, you know, and then they're like, open up America. We need to start right to live. We're so, so like, we're oh, so divided. It's not I, even funny. Uh, so divided. All I care about right now is my freaking community pool. Open the damn thing up and only let me in it. But that's, you know, that's hey, another did, story. Didn't they, uh, I think they did just open yeah, it. Yeah, Friday, man. It's only the lap pool. I got to go in there and do my freestyle laps. You have to make an appointment uh, to, make, to do laps. Well, what they're doing, I mean, which is fine. Like, to me, it's like, you know, because we've been discussing, Jordy and I, we live across the street from the community pool. So we're like looking at it like salivating. Like we, our kid needs to go in there and like lose, you know, get some energy out. Anyway, so they're doing like two hours on, one hour off to clean. It's like, well, can't everyone just bring some wipes and clean up their own chairs if they're sitting? No, no, you know what I mean? Like that to me is a little, but again, they're just trying to do the right thing. So you can't get mad. You're excited. They're opening and it's, you know, you want to be as safe as possible. I get that, but and I get it at the same time. If you're on the fence about it and you're like, no, don't open the pool. I mean, I get it. Like you throw it away. I respect that, but don't, don't go out. You know I mean? It's yeah, America, man. We got, it's, we got a kiddie pool for the backyard for the girls. We we have a little blow up pool right on our little slab. It's hilarious. Yeah, I've been yeah, getting my so morning weird. workout in. My, in the uh, <laughs> I literally just do one stroke and I'm done. Well, we just left our other house, which had you know a huge pool, and we're like, oh, fantastic! I uh, should have stayed another year if you, <laughs> you, if know, you would right? only know. Life's all about known. timing, Chris. <laughs> timing. But yeah, I mean, it's like we our, have... our friends have pools on the block, and you know, at this point, the girls, yeah, they've been hanging out with the same group of kids and. Yeah. I've been hanging out with the same group of adults. Uh, the kids will go splash in the pool or whatever. And, you know, so we're easing back into normalcy. Exactly. Know, uh, and and there's people with a lot more, you know, issues than we have about pools or anything. And we just have to care about everybody and, you know, just do the right thing for our families. Jo- Jody, way whatever. to rein it back in to make it, you know, make us feel, you know, we're not, we do not, we don't want anyone to get hurt. We want everybody to be safe. Very good, Jody. That's very true because we do. We don't John, want anyone. I'm probably the cleanest person in our state right now of how I was locked down. So please. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, well, Chris, anything? Uh, what's, so what's going on with Canopy Road? Like anything new going? Anything you know? Any new pancakes? Any new? Anything new? Good over there that I have to come by and grab some takeout? Well, unfortunately, when this happened, it was during my favorite month special, which is the Girl Scout cookie specials. Girl Scout cookie pancakes and French toast. So I have a surplus. Uh, Girl Scout cookies at my house. If you guys want some, feel free to help yourself. Um, we I've are already gonna... gained twenty pounds in this quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to uh, start up with our monthly specials again next month. Um, we're going to get that ball rolling again. Uh, we did add curbside uh, pickup. Um, we well, let me ask our... Chris real quick before you get. I'm sorry to interrupt. I have to. This is a question I have. Everybody has. I'm quotationing mark curbside pickup. What is curbside pickup to the Canopy Road Cafe? The curbside pickup, you essentially do not even have to get out of your car. You can call in an order or you can go onto our website, canopyroadcafe.com, and it's all digital. You don't have to talk to anybody. You can just, you know, click your little mouse or tap with your finger on your phone, pick what you want, pay that way, 
the order automatically gets sent to our kitchen from your cell phone. And then you can call the restaurant when you arrive saying Marcy is here for her curbside pickup. Uh, and then we go outside, you just roll in your window, we hand it to you. And that's that. You can We've only been like to right one other that did that. All the rest, you literally have to walk in the door. Like, what? It, why is it called curbside it pickup? It shouldn't be called, yeah. A you lot have of these, to go inside. Yeah. A lot of these places <laughs> aren't doing curbside pickup. Now, Chris, I want to say Canopy Road is doing it almost perfect. The fact that when I get there, I have to call you. You can't. I can't just text you. I have to actually get on the phone and talk to a human being. I don't love that, but everything else sounds What's fantastic. Wrong with you? Oh, my staff is so nice that you'll be glad that you did call just to hear their exactly. voices. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, so, Chris, I've, I've been to the Canopy Road, but for those who have not been to the Canopy Road Cafe in Tampa, or Tallahassee, but, but Tampa specifically, what should I have? First, oh, well, it depends if you're a pancake guy, a sandwich guy. I mean, we. I'm hey, listen, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, man. Maybe I'll have a couple things. I'm hungry. Well, I'll tell you what's been hot right now. Uh, Some some group on Instagram, I guess, uh, came in and ate the other day, and then put up this post of uh, our morning Monte Cristo. Tampa eats and uh, tasty buds, Jody. Tasty buds. Even I know it. Tampa eats. But I'm never on social media. Monte Cristos well, are so delicious. I make uh, really good the ones. Blueberry compote on the side, a little powdered sugar on the French toast bread. So good, uh, so good. Yeah, so that that I don't know if it's from that post or whatever. I made quite a few of those today. Uh, and do then, you... uh, our pancakes—they have so many fun yes. pancakes. Yeah, you do. I had the uh, fat Elvis. That was that was oh. really good. You also have vegan skillets. We do. We do have some vegan. We have gluten-free options as well, and not just one. I mean, there's a couple, and you can always you know, customize something. You can make your own skillet to make it the way you want, uh, make your own omelets. We have the Doc's usual breakfast, uh, you know, the egg whites with spinach and tomato slices, cup of fruit, um, turkey sausage. You know, three, there's some healthy items. You don't, you don't have to, you know, do your daily caloric intake for breakfast. You know, we'll <laughs> hook you up to the facility later. But no, if I you have... want to really go all in, we do have stuff like the fat Elvis. Yeah, yes. I, that is awesome. I think I had the Jamaican. You have a Jamaican omelet, don't you? We do have a Jamaican okay, omelet. Good. The right restaurant. That's good. You, um, you, you weren't making that up. <laughs> no, that, that is awesome. I love that. That's probably one of my uh, that's favorite a things. One too. That's really good. Um, now I'm starving. Can we go? Yeah, seriously. Uh, can you open up the kitchen just for us? Next time we're having the podcast at the uh, Canopy Road. Hey, I'm all I'm all about that. That'd be uh, that'd be really fun. Private dining. We, could, oh, yeah. we can do it in one of the one of the one of the Mark booths. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Um, all right. I was, I feel like I had one thing else to say. Um, live it now and forget, uh, whatever. It's all good. Chris, honestly, um, Canopy Road Cafe in Tampa. What's the, uh, what's the well, plug? Give us the address. Uh, you know, one zero two five four Causeway Boulevard, Tampa, Florida. It's essentially in Brandon, Florida. Um, we're, Kind of close to the mall. There's top golf over there as well, within a mile of us. We're over in that area by Fulton Burton Causeway. Oh yeah, great location. So if you're in Tampa, you got to get, you got to check out my friend Chris, our friend Chris Jody, our friend, not just my friend, your friend He's too. Friend yeah, too. don't be selfish. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> our friend. Um, you got to check out Chris, and I know you, now your wife's very much involved. Can you talk, give a, give Jesse a little bit of plug. Uh, I know you got her. I know she's. I know she's probably running the place. But you know, you know. I mean, I feel like you're getting a lot, way too much credit, Chris. Don't we always? I mean, you know, I'm not going to talk with her because right now she's swimming in a pool with the girls, and <laughs> I, I sat at home to take a call with you guys. Oh, see. Oh you know, man, so look at that. She's, she's probably two white claws deep already. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. 
It's, it's okay. I'm only kidding. Uh, well, we really appreciate you, Chris, you know, taking the time, really, you know, not going to the pool and taking the, you know, 25 minutes with us. You know, we, we uh, thank you so much. And honestly, I think you gave a lot of information to the public, you know, about kind of what to expect when you go to a restaurant. Just, you know, kind of bear with them. They're going through this too. And uh, they've taken all the safety precautions for you. Yeah, we're all in this together, guys. And just real quick, not only am I the first returning guest, but I also hold the record for the longest podcast yes. on your podcast. <laughs> this is true. How long was it? How it was like 45 was minutes. It was Shut like up. It was gross. I mean, I'm like, it was great. It was great. <laughs> it's gone on for two hours. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but I, I, I think, yeah, most people wanted it to go on for two hours, but we had to stop. You know, because we only, we only we wanted it to go on for two hours. Yeah, Do we have right. a lot of listens on that one? Of course. I think it's like the most most played. I think it's like 6,000 million downloads. It's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, real quick, before we- Twice halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> you should at least you can get if you can get to ten minutes of yourself. That's pretty good. Well, Chris, you know that we do this podcast over at F Stop Studio Rentals here in Brandon, Florida, very close to your Beautiful restaurant. Place. You know, we're right down the street from Canopy Road, actually. Um, you know, Chris, when the last time he was he was actually in the studio. So, um, you know, I guess for some reason he was too good to come in the studio today, Jody. I wasn't allowing it. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Social distancing. It was a uh, twenty. There's four seats, so there's twenty five. We actually were at the fifty percent capacity. So uh, <laughs> unfortunately, so Chris, we couldn't have you sit across from us because that would have been seventy five percent because that would be three people at four seats. So sorry, Chris. Uh, the governor hasn't you allowed that. Came yet. up with an excuse to leave halfway through the podcast. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, again, like, I'm out. That's true. You did leave the. You left. And then we couldn't figure out how to turn on the music. <laughs> <laughs> but we finished it. But uh, yeah. F Stop Studio Rentals in Brandon, Florida. Check them out. You can get them on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you know. You, we love doing the podcast here, and you can do be a photographer, videographer, get it done. F Stop Studio Rentals, and Chris, we got to tell you about our new sunglasses. Jody, tell them. Uh, you do tell all the plugs. You Chris, do the plugs. We have these the most amazing shades. You know, summer's coming. I mean, we're in Florida, so it's summer we all get, the time. We should get Chris. I'm a, pair. a sunglass guy, so let, let me hear about it. Well, Chris, we got knock around sunglasses. They're durable, affordable, and. Uh, what did you say last time? <laughs> they're comfortable. So last podcast, I said they're comfortable, they're durable, and they're affordable. So uh, no, honestly, we're going to uh, put the link in this episode. They're having an amazing... big hits too? Because uh, it's hard for me to get something that looked good on my... Oh, they got... If you like aviators, they got you. You know, they got every kind you can imagine. They're awesome, and they're very affordable, like, you know, $20, $25. You can customize oh, them. You can put Canopy on. Road on the side of the sunglasses if you so desire, Chris. Hey, I might put... I might put uh, vacation project online. Well, that, right. that would be the way to go, but yeah, it's totally up to you, man. If you want to work for the rest of your life, you do that. If you want to put the uh, PVP on there, I would recommend that. <laughs> well, Chris, <laughs> listen. Yes. Chris, listen. We have to run, and we hate to say goodbye, but it's time for you to go. We really appreciate your time today, Jody. Say I'm thank you to Chris. My house. Nice. Sweet. I'm not going anywhere. All right, well, maybe you should go to that pool. And maybe, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people are over at that pool. It's probably already at capacity, so you probably just stay home and, you know, play a guitar or something in your garage. They have tall hedges. Nobody can see back there. <laughs> All right, Crystal. Well, thanks, man. We'll talk soon. Bye, Chris. Hey, great talking to you guys. All have right, later. Later. All right, go ahead. Oh. I just cut him off, Jody. I know. That was that terrible. Was so rude. <laughs> That's it? That's it. Go play the music again. What? Play it again. Play it again. No one's listening to the end anyway. Sure they are. We just cut Chris off. That was so Chris. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If for some reason you are not connected to us on our Instagram, go to permanent underscore vacation underscore project. Follow us. We'll follow you. Say hello. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Uh, that's the best way to connect with us on our IG permanent underscore vacation underscore project. We look forward to seeing you on Instagram.